Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Now I would like to continue the second part. Today the sermon is a little bit heavy. Are you ready? Do you put the seat belt on? Okay, don't run away. No restroom time. Next half an hour. Don't walk away. Don't give excuses to go to the restroom. Romans chapter 1, verses 16 to 18. Romans chapter 1 talk about people in the world who see the evidence of God, but choose the bad things. Choose to reject God and embrace the evil thing. The Bible says in Romans chapter 1, I am not ashamed of the gospel, good news of Christ, from Amplified Bible. For it is God's power working unto salvation for deliverance from eternal death to everyone who believes with a personal trust and a confident surrender and firm reliance to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in the gospel, a righteousness which God ascribes is revealed both springing from faith and leading to faith. As it is written, the man who through faith is just and upright shall live. You see, if you choose God, choose the righteousness of God, you shall live. And shall live by faith. For God's holy wrath and indignation are revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who in their wickedness repress and hinder the truth and make it inoperative. Let me read verse 18 from New Living Translation. But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. God said that he will bring wrath or punishment to those who consider evil good and suppress the good, reject the good, but embrace the wickedness or the evil and practice those things in their life, that's why they don't live a long life. That's why they get into trouble. That's why they get sick because the protection of God is gone and the wrath of God comes upon them. When you read this Bible, you can see that we need to make a choice between believing in God Believing in the good, believing in the truth, believing in righteousness, believing in the light, or we're going to choose darkness, bad, evil, and wickedness. We have to make choice from today on. Verse 20, the Bible says, For ever since the creation of the world, His invisible nature and attributes, that is, His eternal power and divinity, have been made intellectual and clearly discernible in and through the things that have been made, his handiworks. So men are without excuse altogether, without any defense or justification. Anybody who lives on earth and is still breathing and have seen the creation, seen the mountain ranges, the animals, the plants, the physical body, the stars in the sky, the beautiful sunshine, the multiple color fish when you snorkel, and you see all those beautiful things. 
as a surgeon, when I open somebody's brain, and I see the delicacy and the complexity of the brain of human being, I know and I know that we were created by God. We cannot deny that there must be a designer and a creator. But unfortunately, many people decide to reject the reality of the creator or the maker of the creation. And they chose wickedness and they chose the way, the opposite God, darkness. If every human being admit that there is a creator and know that everything in the world comes into existence by the creator, he will know, he will accept that there is a creator and you will repent and turn to him and live a different kind of life. There is no way that this universe happened by random, incidental collision and explosion. What happened to a nice Honda car if you put a bomb in there and blow it up? It's going to be a beautiful car, be a better car? No, it's going to be pieces of junks on the street. This world did not come into existence by explosion and collision. This world was designed by God. Whether you can accept it or not, but I accept it. I accept, I believe that there is a creator and he is so powerful, he's so good and he's so loving and he wants to reveal himself, his invisible existence to us through the creation and to the nature. Verse 21, the Bible says, because when they knew and recognized him as God, people in the world, when they look at the creation, they know that there must be God. They did not honor and glorify him as God or give him thanks, but instead they became futile and godless in their thinking, and their senseless minds were darkened. People did not want to accept God, don't want to believe in God. They reject the light, they reject the creator. What happened? They automatically choose darkness. They automatically deceive themselves. Instead of being wise and following God, they became foolish and godless and futile in their thinking. Look at verse 22 and 23. Claiming to be wise, the reason people don't want God because of pride. They think they can run their own life. They don't think they need God to help them. They think that they can become their own God and their own boss. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. And by them, the glory and majesty of excellence of the immortal God were exchanged for and represented by images resembling mortal man and birds and beasts and reptiles. I grew up in that environment. My dad and my mom worshipped idols because they rejected God. They worshipped images and idols. When a nation or a culture worship idols, it means that they reject God. They don't want anything with God. They want the idols or the evil spirit. And when parents worship idols, they make it hard for the kids to come to know God. Because what all they learn through their life is about worshipping some image on the shelf. 
That's why when we go to preach the gospel in those nations, we need the power of the Holy Spirit to open the eyes to see the reality of God instead of following the idols. And thank God, even though many people worship idol, but God still reveal Himself in the nature. In the mountain ranges, in the animals' kingdom, in the plant kingdom, in the stars, in the sky, and the moon, and he still used the body of Christ to preach the gospel to them, and he still speak to them by the Holy Spirit, and that's what happened to me. I did not believe God, but God sent somebody to preach the gospel to me in Thailand, and God showed Himself through science. God showed Himself by the Holy Spirit that keeps speaking to me and calling me back. To come back home, Amen. God's still reaching out to those who reject Him because He loved them so much. Verses 24 to 27, the Bible continues to say in Romans chapter one. Therefore, God gave them up. Mean God allowed them. Okay, you want to do? Okay, you do it. In the lust of their own heart, to sexual impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth of God. They reject the good, they reject the truth, and they want the opposite: the darkness, the lie, and the bad. For a lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. So be it. For this reason, God gave them over. I mean, God allowed you to do it and abandoned them to wild affections and degrading passions. For their women exchange their natural function for an unnatural and abnormal one. For the men also turn from natural relations with women, and were set ablaze, burning out, consumed with lust for one another. Men committing shameful acts with men, and suffering in their own bodies and personalities, and inevitable consequences and penalty of their wrongdoing and going astray. Which was their fitting retribution? The Bible said that when people reject God, number one, they will look for another kind of God that is idol. Number two, they begin to commit sexual sin. The Bible talk about sexual sin. Sexual sin is bad. We should not choose sexual sin. But the world, the movie, the TV, the media tell our young kids that. Sexual sin is okay. Sex outside marriage is acceptable in the society. They consider evil good, having fun, just enjoy sexual relationship out of marriage. But to God, sexual immorality, sex outside marriage, whether fornication, having sex before marriage, or Adultery, having sex with the person who is not your spouse, is all evil and bad in the eyes of God. So we need to make a decision as Christian whether we're gonna believe what God say. God say sexual sin is bad, or we're gonna use all kind of reasoning and all kind of arguments and feelings and emotion and say that's okay la, it's okay la. Everyone is doing it. I can do it too, lah. So we're gonna fight with God and choose evil, or we're gonna agree with God. Some people say like this in the church: "I fall in love with her, and that's why I divorce my wife and move in with her. 
We could not help because he fought for love so much. And actually, she is better than my wife. I need to dump her away. And now I feel so wonderful to be with this woman. And I believe God forgive me anyway. It's okay lah, to do that, to divorce my wife. That is deception. That is to reject the goodness of God and choose evil. Verses 28 to 32, the Bible says, And so since they did not see fit to acknowledge God or approve of Him and consider Him worth the knowing, God gave them over, I mean God allowed them to abase and condemn I to do things not proper. Good is proper. Evil or bad is improper. Not proper or decent, but loathsome. Until they were filled with every kind of unrighteousness, iniquity, grasping and covetous greed and malice. They were full of envy and jealousy, murder, strife, deceit and treachery, ill will and cruel ways, secret backbiters and gossipers, slanderers, hateful to and hating God full of insolence, arrogance, and boasting inventors of new forms of evil. People like to invent new forms of evil. Disobedient and undutiful to parents, without understanding, conscienceless and faithless, heartless and loveless and merciless. Though they are fully aware of God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve to die, they not only do them themselves, but approve and applaud others who practice them. This is the condition of man and woman who reject good, reject light, reject the truth, but choose evil, choose darkness, and choose bad things that they are going to reap the consequence that is death. Not only in the eternal lake of fire, but they will reap corruption down on earth right now. Family breakdown, problem, sickness, poverty, curses in life. If you reject the light and the good, what left in you? Darkness and the evil. And when people choose darkness and evil, they willingly deceive themselves. They continue to think that Evil is good for them. They will continue to do what is wrong and they will reap the consequences. And they will say that that's okay to do bad things because the society accepts it. My dear brother and sister, we should not be led by emotion. You know why? Because our soul needs attention. Our flesh needs attention. So if you are led by the flesh and by the soul, by the emotion the devil is going to put the bait in front of you and you're going to bite it because your flesh and your soul needs attention. When you see some good things, some goodie from the devil to choose evil and bad things and you are led by the flesh, you are led by the soul, by emotion, you're going to bite that bait and you're going to get into trouble. We have to be very careful but we should be led by the truth of God. Amen? And by the Spirit. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 1 to 3, Do not rebuke an older man, but exhort him as a father. Younger men as brothers. Older women as mothers. Younger 
as sisters with all purity. Everyone say purity. Honor widows who are really widows. The Bible is talking about how we treat each other in the church. How should we treat an older man as a father? How should we treat a younger man in the church as a brother? How should we treat a young woman in the church as a sister in the same family with all purity? The Bible tried to tell us that there are the lies that we should not cross. Everyone say lies. There are boundaries that we should not cross. You know, most of the affair or sexual immorality that happen either in the church or outside the church happen when somebody have crossed the lines. That you spend so much time and energy with somebody that you should not spend time with. You may spend so much time with your wife's best female friend talking about something. Or if you are a woman, you spend so much time with your husband's good friend. And when you keep doing that, you cross the line, and if you do it wrong enough, even though you say nothing wrong, nothing happened, we just spend time, we just talk together either through Facebook or email or phone call or text message. If you keep that doing long enough, you're going to cross the line physically. And adultery and fornication going to happen. People can be loose, not only the physical body. Jump into the bed with somebody that is not your wife. People can be loose with their mind too. You may be a married man sitting around here, and a young woman walking, and she looks nice. And you look at her, and you keep, your eye keep looking at her, and keep focusing on her. If you keep doing that for a while, you begin to cross the line in your mind. You start with your mind. No adultery. Start with just seeing somebody and jump in the bed right away. It starts from the mind first. Your heart, your mind is like a house. It's like a different kind of homes. When a stranger that I don't know come to knock the door of my home, I look through the window or look through the glass and I say, who are you? What's going on? Why are you here? And if I'm not sure, I will not open the door. I will just talk through the door. But if that person is nice enough, I may open the door, but I will stand in front of the door and I will talk at the door and never step into my house. Because I don't know you, you are a stranger to me. Your neighbors, you may know them casually. And they come knock at your door. And you know that this is a neighbor next door, next house. You say, come in. We sit in the living room and we can talk. But that neighbor, they will never go into your bedroom. Thirdly, your close friend in the church come to your house. You take your close friend into the kitchen. Sit down at the dining table and drink coffee together. But your close friend never walk into your bedroom. There are boundaries. There are the lines that you should not cross. What's going on before the sexual immorality happened? This is what happened. You allow somebody that should not be in your bedroom 
of your mind. I'm not talking about real bedroom yet. Just in your mind. That you allow somebody to come into your bedroom of your mind. For example, maybe you see your wife's close friend. And you kind of like her. You like her personality. You say, oh, can I sit down and talk to you about something? Uh, what's going on? You know, I really have a problem with my wife. She never appreciates me. She's just so mean to me. Can you pray for me? You crossed the line already. Because you cheated and you betrayed your wife's confidence. And women can do the same thing. Women can talk to a man that is a close friend in the church and began to complain about her husband. And once that man do that, he already crossed the line, crossed the boundary, cheated the husband mentally, not physically yet, by sharing the weaknesses and the failure of her husband with another man. Spend time together, talking and talking and talking. And you may say, I have not done anything wrong. I have not done anything wrong. I have not even gone into her bedroom yet. You did already. In your mind. You already passed the line in your mind into her bedroom. Because you begin to talk about some deep feeling. About your personal stuff. Your own struggling. With the person who have no business that you talk about. I talk about my frustration and my feeling only with my wife. I will never come to the woman in the church and talk about my deep feeling with any woman. Because if I do that, I cross the line into her bedroom. Or I invite her into my bedroom now. To talk about personal issue too deep together. Wow, everyone is quiet today. <laughs> this is a good sermon. It's a vaccine to protect our church from any adultery. So you have to be careful because if you keep doing that long enough, eventually it's going to be physical boundary broken. If you do it wrong enough, believe me, no one see each other one day and then the next minute go into the bed. No. They spend time. They talk. They cry together with the person who is not their spouse. And after a while, they feel like, oh, no, I feel bad for you. And start to have a physical touch. Start to hug. And eventually, end up in the bed. Please, don't share your innermost feeling with a woman that is not your wife. Don't share your struggling with a man who is not your husband. Only with your spouse or with your kids. Don't cross the line, period. Once you cross the line in your mind, you already bite the bed of the devil. And if you keep going that direction, you're going to end up committing adultery and lose everything. Again, don't try to please your flesh. Don't try to please your mind. Try to please the Lord. So many people are so foolish. They say that 
I'm sorry, I divorced my wife, and I'm not teaching this to condemn anybody in this church. I'm trying to give a vaccine to protect the future. If you already done wrong, God forgive you. We never take grudges against you. We never condemn you. We love you. We still smile to you. We never pull the past back to talk about to you. God forgive. Okay, everyone say God forgive. Yes, God forgive. But when I say God forgive, everyone say, hey, Amen, God forgive me. But even though He forgives you, but your sin can cause so many consequences that you cannot fix. Your sin can cause so many curses that will go down to the third and fourth generations. Your sin will cause damages and heartbreaks of the kids. Of your grandkids and of your church and the community of the church, your sin can cause the plan of God for your life to be deterred and out, and the plan never get done. Your sin can cause the damage to your ministry. Have you seen ministers and preachers who divorce his wife and marry another younger woman, another member in the church, and say, "God forgive me, I'm tired of my wife. I choose this woman in the church." Yes, God forgive him, but so many damages. The kids are heart are broken, people backslid, people left the church, people are heartbroken. Consequences and consequences that you cannot even fix in your lifetime. It's not good. Don't even go near sin and go near those kind of things. Jeremiah chapter six verse sixteen, the Bible say, "Thus say the Lord." Stand in the ways and see, and ask for the old path, where the good way is, and walk in it. God call us, hey, find a good way, and walk in it. Don't go out of the good way. A lot of people think that sex means love, or love means sex. Young people in this church, I want to teach you something. If your boyfriend or girlfriend, uh, usually boyfriend more than girlfriend, if your boyfriend say I love you, and I need you, I need you, he doesn't love you. He love what you can do for him. And if he say to you that if you love me, sleep with me, have sex with me, and you may feel pressure, or oh, if I don't sleep with him, he would think that I don't love him. No. Sleeping with the boyfriend is not a sign of love. You don't need to yield to that kind. Actually, if the boyfriend come to you and say, "Can I sleep with you?" I think you should dump him. <laughs> Period. That man doesn't love you. He just want what he wants. He want to have fun, but he has no commitment. Commitment start from marriage. Amen. Love is not sex. Sex is not about love. The emphasis of sex have to be careful in the church, because otherwise, sexual immorality will cause damage to the children, to the family, to the church, and to the ministry. Don't seek fun and experiences of sex for with pleasure. And give up your life for God. Don't exchange it. Don't exchange your life for God with the temporary pleasure 
in sexual relationship that is out of marriage. Amen. When God told Adam, Adam and Eve, Adam, don't eat from that tree. Don't touch the fruit from that tree. If Adam was smart, Adam would have thought this way. He would have thought, "Well, God told me not to touch that tree. The Garden of Eden is so big, so huge. I'm gonna walk to another place and spend time with other trees and other animals. I'm not gonna go near that tree. I'm not gonna hang around. Everyone say, hang around. I'm not gonna hang around that tree. Unfortunately, Adam and Eve." <laughs> Hang around the tree. Keep looking. Keep looking to the fruit. Keep looking at the tree. Everyone say, "Hang around." If you want to avoid sexual immorality or sin, you need to stay away from any possible temptation. Don't meet with a person of opposite sex in your own bedroom who is not your wife. Don't be together in the same office. No one else there, and talk among two of you, man and woman. You need to stay away. Don't hang around. If somebody walks into the church, and you are a man, and you are married already, and a woman walk in, and you feel tempted to like that woman, I want to tell you, stay away from her. Don't hang around with her, and eventually you're gonna get delivered. But if you approach her more, talk to her more. You are like Adam and Eve. You're g o i n g to hang around that tree, and eventually you're g o i n g to get into trouble. Matthew chapter 18 verses 8 to 9. If your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off, cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life lame and maimed, rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast in, into the everlasting fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. It's easier to drive by a grocery store than to walk by a cookie ice. If you drive by a grocery store, the temptation is not too bad. But if you walk by the cookie aisle and you look at the cookie, you look at the cookie. Eventually, you're gonna buy it, take it home, put on the shelf in your own home, and that cookie gonna call you by name every day. <laughs> call you, come here, come here, come here, grab a piece. Actually, I like chocolate, and my patients know that. So they always give me chocolate box. I put on on the counter table in my kitchen, and I promise myself only one a day. <laughs> so I open the box, one, put it back, and walk away. <laughs> only one a day. I promise myself. <laughs> But if I hang around that kitchen <laughs> island with that chocolate all the time, I'm gonna keep opening and. That's why the Bible say, "Cut your hand off if your hand want to pick up the cookie all the time." Don't stay near. Don't hang around. Whatever can cause you to commit any sin and sexual sin. Proverbs chapter two, verses 16 to 19. 
to deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house leads down to death, her path to the dead. None who go to her return, nor do they regain the paths of life. The book of Proverbs tells a man not to go near the house of the immoral woman. It's the same thing. Woman, don't go near the house of the immoral man. Vice versa. It's not just one side. Don't knock on that door. You have no business to be around people who are going to pull you into sexual immorality. No business to be around. Don't talk. Don't spend time. Don't hang out. Don't make phone call. Just stay away as long as you can. You remember the story of Joseph. When the Potiphar's wife tried to have sex with him, what did he do? Did he say, Lady, lady, master, let's, let, let me show you the Bible. What you should not do. Let me grab a CD for you to listen right now. Let's discuss about sexual immorality that's going to lead you to death. Let, let me explain to you the consequences of sin. Did he do that? No. Genesis chapter 39 verse 12. That she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me, but he left his garment in her hand and fled and ran outside. What we need to do when we get into that situation of temptation? <laughs> Run. Don't stay around. Everyone said, I will not stay around. This is the trick of the enemy. The devil will say, just one more time. It will be okay. Don't worry. One more time. Then you click on that internet to see the pornography. Just one more time that you will flirt with that close friend of your wife. One more time. You call her one more time. It's okay. No. Not even one more time. Run away ASAP. Amen. If your boyfriend say, sleep with me, run away ASAP. Dumb him ASAP until he repent. He doesn't love you. God is merciful and he understands our ignorance. But we should be wise and we should make a choice. We should make a choice. Good, light, truth, righteousness, and God. We should not choose darkness, evil, bad, sin, and the devil. We should choose God, and we can live a long life, and we shall be blessed. Don't play around with any sin. Don't give one more chance. Cut it off ASAP. Pluck your eye out ASAP. I'm talking about spiritually. Stop. Don't try to feed your eyes with what you want to see. Don't try to feed your ear with what you want to hear. Don't try to feed your feeling with what you want to feel. But choose God. Choose good. Choose to speak good. Choose to do good. Choose the truth. 
choose the light and choose the way of God all the days of your life. Amen. How many people promise God that I will not cross the line? Ladies in this house, you may feel sometimes I look like I'm I mean to you because I don't talk to you that much. I answer you a few questions and walk away. It's not that my heart doesn't care for you or see you as my sister or my daughters, but I learned this lesson that I have to protect myself from temptation, from spiritual adultery, and soul tie with another woman in the church. I need to stay faithful to only my wife. So I'm going to have to keep the lines and never cross the line all the days of my life. Brother and sister, do the same thing. Stay in your side. Don't cross the line. Don't yield to people who want to come into your spiritual or mental bedroom. When somebody wants to come to share with you, a man come to share with a woman in the church, about his wife. You shut it off right away and say, I don't want to hear this. It's not my business. You talk to your wife. Shut it off. Don't let him to come into your bedroom. Shut it off. ASAP. Don't show mercy and try to feed his emotion. He needs attention. Don't do that. Shut it off to protect yourself and to protect that marriage as long as you can. That man needs to stop. Sometimes people do this not only verbally, but by Facebook, email, text message. All kinds of ways to communicate nowadays. I heard from the hospital that there's so many divorces now with the Facebook issue. Because people start to lure each other and flirt with each other in the Facebook. And eventually they end up divorcing their spouse. Be careful. Don't even step into it. Period. Amen? You like this sermon? I think we need to hear this. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you don't know Christ, you don't know Jesus, I'd like to encourage you to give your heart to Jesus today. I want to encourage you not to do what the Roman chapter 1 say, to reject the Creator, but to acknowledge Him and receive Him. God is real. We did not come into this world by accident. We have a designer. The Creator designed us, designed our heart, our lung, our red blood cell, liver and brain and eyes and everything. There is a Creator. Come back to Him. Receive Him into your heart. Don't be wise in your own eye anymore. Don't reject God. Surrender to God. God is much smarter than you, believe me. This morning when I was driving home from the hospital, he said that people can be smart and they take care of themselves. But if they allow me to take care of them, since I'm smarter, their life will be better. They will make less mistakes. Even though I'm a smart man because I'm a neurosurgeon, but I know God is smarter than me. And I'd rather have God help me. And show me the way. That's why I accepted Jesus Christ into my life. Amen. How many people say, God is my creator? 
How many people say Jesus is my savior? Let's pray together. Father in heaven, I accept now that there is a Creator, the God of Abraham, who created me. I surrender to you, God. You love me so much. You send your Son Jesus Christ to die on the cross to pay for my sin. From today on, I choose God. I choose good. I choose the truth. I choose the light. I choose the blessing. I choose the life. I choose heaven. I reject lies. I reject hell. I reject Satan. I reject bad and sin and cursing. From today on, may your Holy Spirit help me to differentiate the good. And the bad. Help me to speak good. Help me to be a good person, because you're the good God. And help me to do good and stop evil. And I shall have many days. Have good life. Good things from heaven. I come to you by faith, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at two zero six two seven five one zero four two. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I lift to you this new...